Welcome back to another episode of Media Rewind on the Boom Howdy Entertainment Network. Boom Howdy. I am your host as always, Dustin P. And on this episode, we dive into AMC's Into the Badlands, Chapter 23, entitled Dragonfly's Last Dance. Dragonfly in the sky. But before we get into the episode, please allow me to introduce my co-host. He bastardized a song just then, as he likes to do from time to time. He is... Genius McGee. Hey, how's it going, man? This episode, we like to dive directly into spoilers, so spoiler, spoiler, spoiler. You have been warned. Genius, what was your first take on this episode? I dug it. There was some... I I, I dug it, but I'm... Like I said, I'm still kind of reeling from the shock, but um, there was a lot of big things going on in this episode. This went brisk. Yeah, it really did. It, it, I mean, we've always talked about how it chewed the fat, but it brought a lot of things up that came out of nowhere. So this is this is a night full of surprises. Yes, <laughs> yes, surprise. So what we were talking about off air is that Genius and I are going to go ahead and break this episode down into three pieces. We're mm-hmm. going to break it down into Sunny, Baji, and Lily, with Baji and Lily being a smaller subset. Right. Um, we're going to break it down with the Pilgrim mm-hmm. and and his encampment, and then we're going to do pretty much everybody else, which would encapsulate Lydia. The widow, Tilda, the Nathaniel, exactly. Everybody else that's still at the sanctuary. Yeah. So with the pilgrim actually having the smallest portion of this episode, mm-hmm. we're going to go ahead and dive into his character arc first. So, what do you want to discuss with the pilgrim? Because oh. there were some interesting little tidbits. There dropped. was a lot of shit going on. But first of all, um, that was a touching funeral. It was. It really was. You know, it was like because you, you you didn't expect like a. And now we feast, you know? It's like, oh, no. Right? Yeah, it's not but, like they're having the orgy from, you know, Conan the Barbarian, you know? <laughs> the pilgrim turns into a big snake. Fucking Basil Paladarius music comes in. Now that boy is pilgrim. <laughs> gotcha, enemies. No, um, it was touching. It was really cool. And especially, like, when um, Nyx put the Viewmaster yeah. on uh, Castor's body. Castor's, right? <laughs> but, um... No, it was. But you know what? Once again, um, fuck you, MK. Because everybody was like, his blood is our blood and we will die. And MK's like, mm-hmm. You know, it's like, man. Uh. <laughs> so he was kind of indifferent to the right. whole thing. I mean. But I can understand why. You know, he's not fully entrenched in the, the Pilgrim's, you know, acolyte camp. And he's still, like, newbie. I yeah. Mean, he's low man on the He phone. hasn't been hazed yet. Right. So You're my boy, MK. MK, <laughs> still like, man, fuck off. But it was, it was a very touching, like Viking funeral. It was, it was, it was, it was the Pilgrim's pyre. Yeah, it they, was. Nice. They put him up on the Vader pyre. Yeah. And, and burned his body. It was, it was, it was a proper warrior's death. Yep. You know, but then when the shit went down, uh, right after it's like when uh, uh, Nix called out uh, Pilgrim, yep. saying like the I, fuck. Exactly. I examined the body. You right. Know, I I noticed bruises on his neck. And, and love doesn't leave bruises. Right? That look of betrayal was like, holy shit, you're the one that fucking snapped his neck. And you know what? <laughs> that pilgrim's, like, threat, non-threat was scary and creepy. You yeah. Know? And it really he, was. And he was, because the pilgrim's a scary dude. Plus, he's really quick to snap some necks, isn't he? I know, man. I mean, he must love like, some DOS effects. Exactly. I was thinking the same thing. Because like, he grabbed a hold of evil Oprah. Right. You know, he grabbed a hold of Cressida by the throat. Right. So he's ready to like, it's yeah. So he's he was that was a very scary scene. 
the so. the thing I did like about what Pilgrim does in, in that particular like little sub scene or whatever, it's kind of what Bane did in you know Dark Knight Rises, where he puts his yes. hand on the guy's shoulder, but he doesn't grab him. Mm-hmm. And you know Pilgrim's touch with Nix is very affectionate. I mean, he grabs right. her by the back of the head right. and kind of caresses her chin. Yeah, but it's still I will kill you if I have to. I did it before and I'll do it yeah. again. Right. Just like this, right? Because it was that weird balance of like, you know, I care about you, and I won't let anybody really happen. But I care about Azra more, right? But if you get in my way, I will, like, I want to put the rabbit snap. You know, <laughs> they totally so, pull a John Malkovich on him. <laughs> but no, it that was just really. Uh, very interesting. Would, would that make our man uh, Sherman Augustus your curly? Because mm-hmm. he's got the hand. He yeah. has to keep the glove, oh, keep his God. hand soft for his woman. <laughs> Come on, man. We're going on some literary right? literary tracks here. I'm more litter than literati. But, uh, <laughs> but, no. but with the Pilgrim, I mean, it sets him up to be very diabolical because he does care about, you know, Nix and he cares about Castor. He cares about Cressida, even though in point. Oh, yeah. And to the to almost an extent, I mean, he cares about MK, mm-hmm. but he's not going to let anybody no. sidetrack him no. to getting you know to getting done with Azra. See, that was something I was I don't know if you picked up on it, but like <laughs> when like Evil Loper comes up and was like, "Hey, you know, we still got MK. You see, we still got MK," and he's like. Pfft. MK. Did you notice? Did you pick yeah, that up? Yeah, kind of just like <laughs> sloughed him off. But I think whatever. A, I think a part of that could be also, you know, that uh, he he knew what Caster, you know, had inside of him, and he saw what Caster could do. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, he has this very untested warrior in MK, and he doesn't really know if MK is going to be worth his salt. Right. But he does know that he is like supposedly stronger. You know. But you know, the interesting thing about MK though, he had a point about when he was talking to Nix, but he just said it in such an MK way, it's like, uh, the point was lost. You know, where he was talking about like, hey, you know, even if he did, he still kind of went out like a warrior's death, right. you know? I mean, while he is right, it was still just like, uh, pick your battles, MK. Yeah, you now, know? Is, now is not the time. Right? Yeah. I think that's when, like, MK means well, he just does it in a fucked up way at, like, the wrong time. Yeah, he's like the socially awkward dark chi holder. <laughs> <laughs> he, he had he had really no friends before this, and he's just but, like, you no, know. I know it always seems like we're ragging on MK, but, I mean, it's just like, his issue is timing. It's like. Pick your battles, but Pick dude, your battles. I got to give it to Aramis Knight. I mean, the way yeah. he the way he plays MK. I mean, he he but, plays him to a point of making us dislike him. Yeah, and like, that's hard to do with a character that is technically supposed to be a good guy. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, we really don't dislike Sonny. I mean, we kind of question some of the stuff he does at times, but you know, yeah. we it, it's, and it's it's impossible to dislike Baggy. No, so yeah, let's exactly. Just, let's just put it that way. So. I but, mean, with, with Pilgrim, I mean, we, we know what his end game is. I mean, yeah. he's trying to rally all these people to Azra. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if Cressida steps in his way, if Caster, if Nyx, or if MK. Speaking of Cressida, I like that scene where, like, she's having the vision of Sunny in, in a oh, roundabout in, in her, way. Oh, in her in your Yankee Candle workshop. I thought it was awesome. <laughs> I thought it was awesome because, like, it's just that that feeling of dread, like he's, yeah, like he's coming to get us. You know, like we're going to die. That could I mean, have been that could have been like a slasher film, right? I mean, she had that total vision, like with the pilgrim all bloody and shit. If we do this, 
Sonny's going to fuck us up, you know? And you see the blood just kind of pooling on the floor and yeah. running. and Yeah, and it's it's going to be interesting to see where they kind of leave us with the uh, the season finale. Yeah. So I thought it was a very interesting. I, 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 I want to see more of the Pilgrim. I do too. You know, because he's such a layered character, you know, with good intentions, bad philosophies, just... I want I want to explore that world more, you right. know? So, with the Pilgrim, then, do you think we've pretty much covered everything yeah. we need to cover I think him? we're good on the Pilgrim. All right. So, now, choose your own adventure. Would you mm-hmm. like to dive with the Sanctuary and the Widow and Gaius? Mm-hmm. Or would you like to go with Sunny Bajie and Lily? <laughs> because <laughs> both of those are really oh, heavy in the story, and yeah. they're... Absolutely badass. <laughs> okay, so I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna turn to page 43, but I'm gonna put my thumb on page 52, and so <laughs> <laughs> just so you can go back. Like, ah, oh, game up. No, 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 I didn't mean that. I mean page 43, page 43. No, uh, let's go to the widow. Awesome. Well, we we've got a lot of you know widow and Nathaniel and mm-hmm. Gaius mm-hmm. and Lydia. Mm-hmm. At the beginning of this episode, they start talking about you know how are they going to I guess quell this this entire uprising? How are they going to win this war? Right. And you have very divisive <clears throat> sides within the camp. Straight off the bat, I mean, yeah. so you have you have uh, uh, Gaius and Widow versus uh, Nathaniel and Lydia, like just straight out, like we need to go and do this now. Like, what the fuck are you talking about? We're going to lose more people, and I. From a personal standpoint, I gotta go with Nathaniel Moon. I do too. And, and Lydia. I mean, they have the right play. If they want to send a, a, a stealth strike team, send a stealth strike team. Send Gaius and exactly. some other killers. If he's so ready to gung ho and do it, fucking go do it himself. Exactly. I mean, he's proven yes. time and time again that he's a very well capable ninja. Might as well go fucking prove his skills and prove her lo- his loyalty to the widow. You know? Yeah, but I don't think that Gaius would have gone just because. You know, you've got that undercurrent of a of a very uneasy romance between the two of them that was yeah. you know, back from back from when they were younger. Yeah. So it's like that weird office romance. Yeah. You know, that's the love you, that we now speak. Right. That's why you don't dip your pen in the company ink. That's all, <laughs> rule number one. But anyway, so I just want to know who came up with that that saying because who the hell uses a pen that you have to dip in an inkwell? I mean, that's <laughs> just dumb. Fucking- it was way back in the day when they had to like write with like my Tinder, like F and D, like Charles Dickens, like fucking Ratchet. Have thou been dipping thy pen in thy company ink? <laughs> Ten shillings <laughs> off thy paycheck. So we, we need to make sure that Gaius does not indeed dip his pen <laughs> in the widow's ink. Um, but yeah, you know Nathaniel and Nathaniel and Lydia really do have a good point. You know, yeah. no. this is this is going to cost us more lives. Uh huh. You know, even if the it's a very bad play on yeah. their part, right so, off the bat. I I don't know. I mean, where do you lie on that? I mean, do you no? Are you siding I mean, with them? I totally say they should. I'm I'm saying they should just hold on. I think a concentrated front is the way to go. Because they're already, like, even bringing the people from outside, just, like, build up your fortresses. But that's besides the point. Because we're, that's, here's it. Because then the coup de gras happens out of nowhere. So, which I thought was kind of cool. Just, like, straight out of, like, pew, 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 pew. Yeah, it, it, I mean, out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. We, we see that, you know, the, the sanctuary is under attack. And we realize that the, the attackers are Babyface and Ren. Mm-hmm. Who now has, a like, a mannequin leg now. I mean... It's not a full prosthetic. It's kind of no. like some weird, like, chappy leg. It's, it's, yeah, it's probably just, like, junkyard, just 
patch or workery or yeah. something. So we, we see her with, with, a, with a makeshift limb, mm-hmm. and they, they have gas masks and whatnot, and they gas Gaius and the widow to knock him out. And they put Widow and Gaius in the cell that, that you know, the widow was holding MK in. It was, okay, here's the thing. It was a really good plan they had from the word get. Like, like the, the when uh, Ren and um, I know his name is Arthur, but he's still Babyface. Yeah, so it is Babyface. It's Babyface. So when Ren and Babyface take him to 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 gas everybody to infiltrate like that, to lock him up, knock out the widow, and fight him while the gas was going on, that was an excellent plan of theirs. And I'll even go with as far as saying they have good intentions. They really do, because they don't want anybody else to die. Right. Their cause was noble and just, and it was hard, personally, for me on this episode. I mean, I'm not saying, like, oh, that was so rough, but they have a just cause. Just, it went goofy towards the end. Not goofy as in, like, oh, this is ridiculous, but goofy as in, like, that's not the way to achieve the peace. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and I mean, even at the end of the episode where we see... You know, and I'm I'm sorry that we're jumping ahead, but I have to make the point here. Right. When we see the widow, you know, finally they they quell the uprising, uh, they get out, and we'll talk about how. But at the end, when the widow orders their execution, you can tell that even giving that order, she understands why they did it. Yeah. She's she definitely doesn't agree with them doing yeah. it, but she understands why. Because I I, I want to talk about that last shot of the widow because that was like during the execution. Just, when the quelling, it was just amazing. Okay. Well, let's go ahead and get up to it then. Yeah. So we see that, you know, Gaius is put in the cell along with the widow. Mm-hmm. And Gaius is injured at one point with a with a bolt from Babyface's crossbow. Right. You know, he, he tries to go for it. They're still in the pen. You know, he can't do it. He gets shot in the shoulder. Mm-hmm. Well, then at that point, you know, they're, they're wanting this armistice to be signed between the widow and Madam Chow. Well, which the road to hell is uh, paved with good intentions. Exactly. So I mean, it's gonna. It was doomed to fail because they're. Uh, I, I don't want to say they're lowly warriors. What do they know of diplomacy? But at the same time, you know, they're, they're on the front they're, lines. They're front lines. They're they're. But their cause was just. Yeah. But and so with with everything that's being broken down, you see this coup. You know, this uprising within the sanctuary. You see Lydia not really knowing. You know what what she's supposed to do. And good on Lydia because one of the bowlers comes up to, you know, Lydia and says, you know, on your knees, you know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna take you captive or whatever. And mm-hmm. she shanks the dude. She fucking cold blood shakes him, man. She's like, you will tell me everything, or you will die. And I tell you everything. Okay, you will die. Just like yeah, she, like, she she tells him, you know, if if I pull this out, <laughs> you will bleed to death. Do you understand? She, she fucking just she go to sleep, go to sleep. Just like I mean, and that, and that's one of those things where you can definitely see the the years. <clears throat> The years of being with Baron Quinn, you know, she she is understanding that at this point she has to be, you know, malicious, yeah, in, in order to get the get everything taken care of. Lydia is in this episode was so badass. She was badass, but she was playing the game. I think out of all the characters in the show, Lydia plays the game the best. She's like almost um, like in Game of Thrones. More like not quite a Varus, but kind of more like a little finger, but not creepy. She knows what <laughs> right. Not like you love me, Sansa. No, just like she knows who to say what and where. Where I was even not knowing where her loyalty was lying. 
Well, it, 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 just like you said, I mean, she knows how to play the game, and she learned from the best. Yeah. I, I mean, mean, Quinn was the best. I mean, and going... F- <laughs> yeah, I'm playing the game well. But, like, even going back to... Uh, uh, her talk right after right after the meeting with uh, the widow and Gaius, she's like the Thanos Moon. She's like, hey, you know what? If we really want to, they're doing stupid plans. We can do our own thing. Yeah, you know. And, and she's trying to rally Nathaniel to her side. But see, and then he was like, I would never leave without honor. And he she goes, that's what I thought. So you know, like, good for Nathaniel Moon, man. Yeah, you know exactly. He, good his, for Nathaniel Moon his, on that his, one. His his character arc has stayed constant through the entire thing. Yeah. Granted, he's helping the widow, and he's he's her regent now. But everything he has done has done has been done in the name of his honor. Yeah, I know, mean, he's not trying to backstab anybody, right? And even when it comes to matters of love, you know, because you know he still pines for Lydia, and then they have little nice moments together. But like, even honor trumps that. Yeah, and then so once again, I even wrote that in my notes. Good on Nathaniel Moon. Good call. But my question was. Was when she said, like, yeah, I figured that's what you would say. Was that like a test? Like, are you loyal to the widow or are you loyal to whatever to me? You know what I'm saying? No, I don't think that was Lydia trying to test his loyalty. I just think that she was she was hoping that, you know, at some point that they could rekindle whatever they had. Maybe just putting in like, just put it out there. Yeah, exactly. There's a chance. Yeah. I, I don't think it was anything malicious intent. I don't right. think it was anything trying to test him to see whether or not. You know, he was loyal to the widow and in her cause or whatnot. Hmm. I just think it was one of those kind of passing conversations. You know, hey, you know, we used to get along real hey, well in the hey, past. I'm lo- I'm leaving if you want to come. I like, know. Yeah, yeah, all right, yeah. Okay. Next time. So when you know we're leading up to this ultimate, I guess, comeuppance that the widow gives these these usurpers or mm-hmm. would be usurpers, and you know, we Lydia gets out. She essentially makes the widow sign this armistice, mm-hmm. but the widow plays the game even better than what a lot of people would say because she tells you know Lydia oh well you know Madam Chow's uh, or Chow's people their her archers are going to be on the trails so take this road well even before that when going even back to Lydia and her being like sneaky sneaky um when she gets when she overhears uh Ren and Babyface talking and she goes hey you know what I can help yeah like we can we can do this we can take over everything so i'm like hmm is that's where i'm like is she because is, she eventually i know in the beginning she said she didn't want the power but now that we're seeing that she's gotten a little bit of taste of that power and she's getting one more and more and more and she's like going back to her old villainous who side is she going to be on ways you know what i'm saying yeah but i, I still think at this point if it's, she goes against the widow nathaniel's going to kill her yeah, yeah. I, because I mean, he's bound so much by honor. He's he's pledged to be the widow's regent. Well, and see, that's the thing about that's that. I mean, I I come keep focusing about Lydia, but like I I was noticing her during her arc. She's really like like even after everything when she was going back and forth on the hey, well I can go in there and we'll talk about it because you need me and like she probably didn't. And then then when she talked to the widow and like oh you mistrust me. Oh no! I, well, I'm betraying you anyway, so whatever. When Lydia was telling that to the widow, she's like, "Take the high road." That was a lot of trust extended by the widow to Lydia. And but I, I think the widow knew overall that Lydia was going to make that choice. Yeah, you know, I, I think she understands. You know, and there's a lot of backstory I don't think that we've been able to see. Mm-hmm. You know, between Lydia and the widow, uh, just because I mean it would be a lot of filler story. I mean, and this is really a a martial arts drama. 
right. is what the show is. So I, I think but the that, characters are so good. I mean, you can't help but right. know what their plans are. Yeah. Right. So I, I definitely think that the widow understood that Lydia was going to not backstab her to, yeah. because she, you know the just like you've said on previous episodes, you know the friend of my friend is you know mm-hmm. that it, it's nothing like that because I mean she understands that Lydia sees the end game. Yeah, and the widow's end game is better than Chow's end game because. Chow's in game is that she still wants to control the cog trade. I mean, she still True. wants to control the the like the servant, you know, slave trade. The lesser of evils, I guess. Right. I mean, yeah. I mean, I mean that makes sense. I, it's just this whole episode made me made me really wonder what Lydia's end game actually is. I mean, because like even at the end when everything's said and done, I mean, we're going once again we're going back and forth in time. But at the very end when um, Lydia was talking to the widow and she was like, "Well, I'm glad that my trust was back in you," and she goes, "I'm just, I'm just did it to save my." Skin. I'm gonna run away and do whatever I want to do anyway, and it's like, damn, Lydia. Like, are you go? What would I'm curious about her end game is yeah. what what it brings me to. Well, the point. and and yeah, because it can be very. I, I guess um, it's it's very ambitious on Lydia's part because yeah. when the widow thanks her, right? You know, Lydia comes back with the line, "I always stand where I'm most useful, and right now it's right here." Yeah, you know, saying it's gonna be somewhere exactly. else later. My, my loyalties could lie somewhere else, but, right? But I think it's ultimately going to be to defeat Chow. Yeah, that, that's going to be the 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 end game A, and then end game B is going to set up some type of descent with Lydia and the Widow. And honestly, I, I think Nathaniel Moon at that point would would definitely serve his you know his his Baron over you know his love yeah. or his or his yeah I guess past. Oh, that would be juicy. <laughs> <laughs> no, but um, no uh. Yeah, no, it's just this whole, this whole, I know what this is Widow's story, and we'll get to Widow, because there was some goddamn fuckery on the Widow's side, but um, it's just, Lydia just really struck me out as the, I don't want to say the MVP, but like the, the one story I was like, well, what is she going to do next? And like, what's her game on this one? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, so yeah, so props to Lydia. Yeah, and I, I think it points that she doesn't even really know. I think she's making it up as she goes. Which I dig, because like, it, seem, it seems like she knows. But then if she doesn't, it's like, okay, cool. You know, that works. So w- with the, the, you know, the widow and Gaius yes! know, moving on into the, yes! into the cage, we get a will they, won't they kind of scenario with like a, like a, I guess a romance, right? I hope they do, but now's not the goddamn time. Well, we know that. I mean, they're a war. <laughs> right. But we see that, you know, the widow pulls the bolt out of Gaius's shoulder and tells him to keep pressure on it whatnot. And then Babyface comes into the... <laughs> Even before that, what the fuck was that guy? Is with like with that? He's like, stop! Ah, I got shot. You knew better than that guy. No, he was taking a chance. He was trying to get the crossbow away from him. Yeah, that's true. I mean, we've seen him do better things. Yeah, you know, we've seen him do more impossible stuff. I mean, yeah, I guess not everything can be like gold every time. Exactly. So you know, yeah, true. So anyway. you know, the widow pulls the bolt out of Gaius's shoulder. It's mm-hmm. sitting on the table. They kind of they they don't formulate a plan. You know, they're just kind of in there. Yeah. Babyface comes down to talk to him and says, you know, well, looks like your envoy, you know, messed up. And, you know, the, the, you see Widow and, and Gaius see Ren and her people, the, the you know, the coup, yeah. shooting the other butterflies. A full and, and the execution. other execution, right. Yeah, just like a firing squad. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the Widow just kind of makes up a plan as she goes along. She grabs the bolt off the table. Grabs Babyface, turns him around, and shoves the bolt through the back of his spine at it, the base of his skull through his mouth. 
it was fucking Jason Voorhees. I even wrote on my notes, Widow Voorhees. It was like, <laughs> it was like, cause she was so cold and calculating and it wasn't in slow motion. She did it. She pulled him so quick where he was still like, what the fuck's going on? And she did it in such slow motion that he felt every inch of it going in until it came out through his fucking mouth. It was so and, and I mean the part for the part for me that just got it that was you know cold. not even necessarily like the widow Voorhees piece of it right but the fact that she she stuck it in the base of his skull so that like when she let go of him he was still resting on the bars if you noticed <laughs> yeah. because she left enough of that bolt out of the back to where he was gonna be just kind of propped up against the bars and he couldn't slide down and I was like wow that's mean spirited he's the world's worst doorstop <laughs> <laughs> so now we know babyface is dead yeah bye babyface I mean welcome back yes so long <laughs> like we've said on many episodes right you, you don't have a long shelf life within the badlands <laughs> that's how the badlands do and, and we see them finally quell uh a, a lot of the 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 coup mm-hmm. but before we get to the end coup we have a really kick-ass set piece with the fight sequence between the widow and gaius and the 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 usurpers they beat that ass oh yeah they tore them up a lot of great a lot of great choreography a lot of great wire work widow was doing some cool shit i mean the one where they shot where they kicked in the door uh and they shot the arrows at her and she does kind of like a swan dive yeah up in the air where she even kind of looked like a butterfly yeah it was amazing and she stung like a bee (laughs) usually i'm the one with the bad jokes But yeah, I mean that that shot was just incredible yeah, because every, everything shot. was through you know slow motion and, and the way that they had it backlit and whatnot. I mean, it was just it was a beautiful shot. It was, you it know, was. amidst of all this chaos and this bloodlust. Yeah, that was some. I really I love it when the widow kills on a personal level because she always has that like cold, but yet like I like, like that that I little like, half-ass smirk mm-hmm, on her face when she yeah. does it. Yeah, <laughs> like I'm you know what I'm enjoying this. <laughs> you know just. <laughs> <laughs> turns turns him into an Arthur kebab. <laughs> so, but yeah, and we ultimately see that you know Ren and her forces get the the upper hand on Gaius and you know the widow down in the in the main room at the sanctuary. Mm-hmm. You know, and they're you know Ren kind of gives her you know hand up, kind of you know Caesar says death, right? You know, and before that jumps in Tilda. Yeah. With her boomerang of death. With her crawl glaive. That's that's a badass weapon, man. I mean, because yeah. she literally, like, cuts the throats of probably, what, six people on the first throw? Half the fucking room. And then, <laughs> <laughs> and then the widow and guys dispatch the other half. So, there we go. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Wow, I mean that was just it was impressive. Yeah, it, but the only I the really only fucking dug that fight scene though. Yeah, but the only I, I guess my only quandary with that or my mm-hmm. my only negative was that we didn't get to see Nathaniel Moon yeah. kill anybody. That's one thing. That's what I. That's one thing I put in my notes. I'm like, man, fucking, you're coming to save the day. You said you did the plan. You went like, okay, yeah, let's do this. We'll talk about our issues with the romance later. Let's go take care of this first, and then they get there like, ah. Oh man, fuck! You know? Yeah, he, it's it's like almost Nathaniel Moon walked in about two minutes too late. Right? It's like, like ha ha! Oh, yeah. He's <laughs> he's gonna be the guy who's like, oh man, I got a double tap. <clears throat> I guess I got something. You know? Yeah. It's like he's just walking around stabbing <laughs> stabbing people on the floor. Right? Are you dead yet? 
right? Are you everybody, dead yet? Everybody got kills for Nathaniel in this one. And I was like, oh, man. Lydia got a good kill. Fucking Tilda got some good kills. Guy, uh, Widow definitely got... She got the, one of the best kills. Oh, yeah. Um, fucking... And Guy's got some good kills. Everybody got kills but Nathaniel. He found the aftermath. Like, he even got to the, to the port. It's like... It was us. Like, oh no, right? And so nobody to kill there. It was, so, it was Christmas time for Nathaniel Moon. Right? Dun, Christmas dun, dun. time. He's all sad. Charlie Brown walking away. <laughs> but from what we've seen with the preview for this uh, the season finale. He's going to have his hand full. <laughs> oh. Very, very interesting turn of phrase you have there, genius. But yeah, we, we do see that, you know, I guess Nathaniel's going to kick a lot of ass in the battle to come. I'm hoping. but Me too. Speaking of the battle to come, when they finally went fucking... <laughs> when fucking fucking... I know this is going to be horrible, and we're probably going to get a hate mail from this, but fucking, like, like I kind of wanted to see... I don't know if I wanted to see it, but I expected to see when Ren was finally knew that she lost, right right before, like, the Widow had a dead rise, uh-huh. as she was running away... The widow fucking kicked her leg out and under, and then used it to like fucking impale her clavicle or something. Like Badlands, you know, eat it. Just like she takes her leg off and beats her with it or something. Like something horrible. But I kind of expected because I mean, it is the, the Badlands bad exactly. I, I mean, mean, we, we usurpers we, gotta go. I mean, we we've got a regent now that has a an incredible metal hand with a blade out of it. So, I mean, who knows what happens? In fairness, the widow probably made the right move by putting her in front of an execution squad and, like, the rest of the people to make a message for her, as opposed to, like, brutality. I guess that's why it's a good thing. Yeah, beating her with her prosthetic, (laughs) yeah. I don't think that really sends the right message. Yeah. Yeah, so, good thing I'm not, like, a fucking dictator or something. I'm not a baron yet. And we're all thankful for that one genius so do we have anything else that when it comes to the widow gaius nathaniel and lydia i dug it i i'm I'm glad that i'm glad that widow is finally seeing that she was becoming the monster that she was fighting she really was she she was fighting this nonsensical war for ridiculous reasons and it's it sucks that it took a coup de gras for her to see it you know what i'm saying it's I'm glad she had this crisis of conscience. I think she's going to be the stronger for it. Yeah, and and as the widow's walking away from that firing squad, you know, it, Ren tells her, you know, you, you need to be the you need to be the person that we all thought you were going to be. That was not only that was a very pressing line, especially for her last words to be for the widow. But one thing, did you notice that during Ren's final death, they didn't show her at all her final being shot was focused on the widow and the aftermath of that causing the widow's reaction yep that i was like bravo well done well done so yeah i really dug the widow the 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 coup section yeah absolutely i mean it it gave us a couple good really really good fight scenes Mm -hmm. uh gave us a lot of character interactions which which i really liked because i mean I, i need to see more tilda and nathaniel together yeah i think they would make a good dynamic you know, the Iron Rabbit and the Iron Hand. Exactly. So, whoa! Yeah. <laughs> but, D- um, Dr. Claw and Iron Rabbit. There right, we go. Right, right. So, um, no, yeah, I dug it. All right, so that takes us to our final piece. Mm-hmm. Sunny Badgie and Lily, mm-hmm. which, wow. Mm-hmm. They, we talked about the fight sequences in the, the Widow aspect. 
hold on to your hats here because yeah. this was uh this was intense yeah this one was crazy uh <laughs> first of all i'm gonna get it out of out of here Fuck you, Jimi Hendrix. I'm glad you're dead. So. <laughs> and in speaking of Jimi Hendrix, of course, Genius is not speaking of the actual Jimi Hendrix. He's no. talking about the River King. Because <laughs> nay, you speak ill of Jimi Hendrix, no, pal. No, I know, no, no. Trust me. Uh, nah, Jimmy with a Y. <laughs> <laughs> so we, we get the, the River King, you know, finally telling Sonny about this boat that he was on, you know, Lily's boat. <laughs> He, he finally tells him, you know, hey, you know, we, you were on this boat. You know, this is you. Sonny has to go back to him and say, you know, what was the significance of, the, you know, what happened here? Mm-hmm. The River King tells him of the, the ship captain, you know, when they, they finally come up on it. Well, no, first of all, before we get to that, I, I'm going to fuck you, River King. I'll tell you where to find the thing. He just hands him one of the flyers. There's millions of them out in the Badlands. It's the same thing. And there was a map on every single one of them. He was like, I told you where I go. I kept a promise. Like, bitch. I mean, you know? he did keep his promise. I mean, true, but like, bitch. And on, <laughs> and honestly, I mean, that was one of the other things that they said in the, later on in the, the, the River King's little story arc. I mean, Sonny technically was the one that brought the bad head to him. That is true. So I the, mean, the River King was had every right. Him. Yeah. Yeah. No, that I mean, River King did bring up good points. I mean, but at the same time, it's like, uh, here you go. I found a flyer. That's a bullshit thing. Hey, anyway, he still found the flyer. He right? still gave him a map. That's true. That's true. But he was like, on the back of like a Denny's like place setting. It was like connect the dots. <laughs> Pilgrim's face is over in the corner <laughs> with a treasure chest and an alligator. Like another placement, sir. Please. But uh, <laughs> which leads into one of my new favorite fucking characters, is that old man. Oh yeah, the, the, <laughs> the old man in the axe. Yeah, so the ship's captain. What <laughs> captain we, what we Crunch. find out from <laughs> Captain what, Crunchy. What what we find out from the River King is that <laughs> the that he comes upon this the ship, which is mm-hmm. Lily's ship, and everyone is dead. Yeah, absolutely everyone is dead, and he finds the ship's captain with an axe buried in his head. Well, I I, I can suspend disbelief for a little bit. So the the ship's captain apparently is alive. Mm-hmm. Um, gets nursed back to health, and the River King tells him, "Hey, you know, Sonny, this guy lives out in the woods. You know, go find him if you want your answers." Comes across Captain Crunchy, and he's just like drinking, like what, rot gut? Yeah, just, just like, like some, from an actual gut, like like just... bedpan hooch. <laughs> right? Not even bathtub bedpan. Look at this little distillery and shit made out of Dixie cups. Yeah, but anyway. He's like, God damn it, you here to kill me? Fucking saucy old man. <laughs> and and Sonny tells him, you know, look, I'm not going to kill you. I just want answers. I, I want information. Yes, so I, the I just wrote down in my notes, underlined, this old man is great. Like, oh, he was. <laughs> he, he was a great, he was a great surly sea captain. I mean. It's great old salt. Just, just like. Where the hell you want? Fucking, you want some? No. Fine, more for me, asshole. Just like, perfect. Like, I don't know who he is, but I want him to be my grandpa. <laughs> so you, you see the ship's captain, you know, kind of divulging the story to him. You know, he says, you know, everybody was killed. You know, they left me for dead. They, this was pulled out of my <laughs> head. And he gives, 
and the rat ass axe. Yeah, and he gives. It, I mean, it's kind of cool that he kept it as a souvenir. I would, but uh, he gives the axe to Sonny. How dope was that axe? It was pretty badass. That was a dope ass axe. I mean, the only thing that would have been better is if it would have been like one of those sides that they had in Apocalypto, like yeah. those half jawbone mandible. Yeah. No, but all the detail and shit on that axe. Yeah, that it axe was incredible. Was dope. Yeah, like, huge kudos to the prop makers on the Into mm-hmm. the Badlands. So we, we see Sonny get a little bit more information. The the ship's captain kind of goes through and tells him some of the things, you know, the all we remember is black and red armor. Uh-huh. And, and at first I was thinking, well, did Quinn's men bar- aboard the boat? That's what I thought too. Yeah. I mean, I thought it was the, the Armadillo army. Mm-hmm. But apparently it, we have another army that's in town. And uh, it, we, we come to find out like later in the episode that it is uh, the Black Lotus. Yeah. But before that, when he was like, well, it was you and your sister. And it's like, what? You know, I don't know if I can trust this old man, but the hell you say? Or was that later? No, that was... That was, that the, was the old man. Yeah. yeah. Old That's man what I wrote down. I'm like, holy shit, sister? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, my first thought was it was the widow. I did too. I, I thought that right? very same thing, but I was like, nah, that'd be too easy. Yeah. But... Wouldn't I'm, it be a weird turn of, turn of events if it was Madame Chow? Ooh, and then yeah, but yeah, we we see based on the pictures that the River King apparently has back in because he kept all the ships manifest. Mm-hmm. So you know we've determined that he knows you know that Sonny has a sister, mm-hmm. but who is it? We don't know. I thought that was really cool. Uh, the fact that there's another badass potential Clipper. I hope it's not. Oh, she died years ago. Yeah. You know? She died in, like, a combine accident or something. She died in, like, a cog accident. Mm-hmm. I don't know. But I, we saw just a brief glimpse. But that means if if Sonny has, you know, these dark powers, then his sister will have these dark powers as well. Yeah, maybe she's... Maybe that's a good way to reintroduce the Abbots. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. And the Master. Uh-huh. So, yeah, I mean, we, we find Conjecture. out that... Conjecture! Yeah, we, we find out <laughs> that Sonny has a, has a sister. And, you know, he goes back to the River King and says, you know... You know, you you never told me this. You know, I I need to know what was on that ship. And I like the fact that they mentioned that the River King reads the ledgers like fucking bedtime stories. Yeah, you know. And when he even came up to him, he goes, "I know exactly what time, what day you're talking about." He said like August something or other. But what got me, what the really cool thing about me is, he said like August seventeenth. Never said the year. Yep. And I was like, "Damn it, almost had it right." <laughs> ah, foiled so, again, right? <laughs> and then we see the River King actually has the book. Mm-hmm. So he lured Sonny into a trap to get, uh, you know, he goes, it's up on the second shelf or up on that top shelf there. You know, he gets him up the ladder and Sonny finds out it's the Black Lotus. Mm-hmm. So we, we actually have three people of, of this mysterious clan now. And they all have dope weapons. Did you notice that? Yeah. Like their armor was dope. And they were like ancient samurai armor. Right. And and their weapons, like the, the little ball things that came out, that was slick as hell. But although it didn't work against Sonny and his ladder foo. That's pretty awesome. I mean, that Sonny was the is like the shit, Sonny is like the Badlands contractor from hell. <laughs> like the fucking Dudley boys. <laughs> Sonny, get the ladders. Fucking <laughs> like every day is a fucking table ladders chairs match. But, but but we see the the fight sequence there. I mean, you've got these you've got these ultimately trained killers mm-hmm. that are coming after Sonny. And the the part that I really like about Sonny's character is that there is nothing. There's nothing that's going to get in this dude's way. Right. I mean, because even as the the guys, you know, they kick him at first and he kind of falls back, he gets back up and he's like, eh, all right. 
<laughs> and he just starts beating ass with a ladder. Dude, when he did that flip with the ladder and knocked both of them out with that, that was slick as shit. And then we're like, holy shit, that was great. But then when he put that dude's head and then went... In, in through the rungs? Right? Wham! I was like, oh, shit. I was like, ooh. I think we were both like, damn, yeah, I won't god be get, damn. I, I won't be getting up on my roof anytime soon. Right? Hey, good thing it wasn't... What is that, uh, the little giant? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that should be the next commercial. Yeah, Tired d- of this happening. <laughs> but yeah, we, we see the Black Lotus and they, and they are definitely formidable, you mm-hmm. know, in numbers. But they're no match for Sonny, of oh, course. Sonny just bashes them easily. Which, which you know, we, we talked about it before. You know, now that we know that Sonny has this dark power, he is going to be absolutely unstoppable if he ever figures out how to unlock it. And these Black Lotuses are supposed to be like these big, bad, like, you know, unknown mystery army and like... Oh, he's here. Get him, you know? Like, oh, we only need three or four to get him. Fucking Sonny goes like that. And then the River King trying to weasel out of it. Like, only you know. I, I'll tell you everything. And fuck. That's all. Like, fuck you, Jimi Hendrix. And good on Sonny. Yes. Because he, he finally kills the River King. Mm-hmm. Or we we think he kills the River King. That's what everybody says. I, yeah, well, maybe he comes back as a forest ghost. Dude. No, I mean, he, he impales him through his, his, you know, the right side of the chest. Yeah. So, I mean... Does it pierce his heart? Well, who knows? I mean, we've seen Nathaniel come back mm-hmm. to be a bigger and badass character. So right. Maybe the you know the River King comes back. Who knows? All right. So let's get on to your favorite character and his ex-wife with Baggy and Lily because they have a lot of good comic levity during this episode. Yeah. Between the two of them, the whole shit machine. <laughs> I like that part. And then he was like, fucking, you wrecked. And she even calls him out. She's like, you wrecked my boat, you fucking goon. <laughs> nice little homage to Step Brothers right? there. But yeah, it's 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 interesting with, you know, that that dynamic there because we don't see we don't see Sunny interact with anybody or any female besides Vale in the, mm-hmm. you know, in the first season. Well, he's got his hands full when you know, maybe right. he's not ready to move on. <laughs> right in, in the in the first and second season, but we we see Baji finally you know rediscover his ex wife yeah, and they get to a point where they start to be intimate and lo and behold it starts the the engine of the the <sighs> ship again which you know completely cock blocks Baji but you know I understand yeah you, you can't really have a lot of. Uh, you but, don't want to turn into the Badlands into Falcon Crest. Right. But you know what? I like the fact that he says, why don't you just come with us? You know, we worked good together. Yeah. And you know what? That was good on him because he doesn't... Once again, this is an episode, I think one of the main underlying epi- uh, traits in this episode, especially now that I was talking about Badgie, <laughs> is trust. Yep. I mean, trust between Lydia and... Um, and um, the widow. The widow. You have trust between uh, Cressida and the Pilgrim. You have trust between Lily and and Baji and Sunny and Baji. So I thought that was a very cool, interesting way to like tie it all with a comic relief. And yeah, everything. absolutely. You know? So we we see that you know Baji tells Lily you know you can come with us instead of just kind of dropping us off and making us walk a day. Right. And and then she even tells him you know he, he kind of pats her on the leg and she goes no get out of here. Yeah. He that ship has sailed. Leg. Yeah. That ship has sailed. And he has to walk out. I like the fact that she's gonna be the River Queen. I do too. I think that's great. I think I hope she becomes like a returning character, like on the side of good. As opposed to a new villain, like a returning character is being evil. I hope time. she goes back to the the barter town, the Black Wind. I hope yeah. she goes back there and pretty much runs it. Yeah, that'd be slick. That'd, that'd be awesome. Yeah, 
So, do we have any other information that we need to divulge with Baji, Sunny, and Lily? I think we got everybody. All right. So, if we've covered everybody, like we do on every episode, on a scale of 1 to 10, 10 being the highest, how would you rate this episode? I'm going to go a little bit lower. Um, not because it wasn't a good episode. I mean, this was a lot of good pieces, but compared to last week's episode... I loved last week's episode, and it was this was still like really fucking good, but just didn't have there was a little bit of spice missing on something, you know. But I'm still gonna give it a good one because I thought I really enjoyed it, so I'm going seven point five on this. Awesome, and I'm actually gonna go a little bit higher than you. I'm gonna go with an eight because a lot of the things that you touched on there too, you know, a lot of the dynamic interactions that we had between the characters. I wish they would have utilized Nathaniel a little bit more, yeah. but I realize you can't have him kicking ass in every episode. Every, exactly. But, you know, with, with the stuff that Sonny went through, finding out that he does have a sister, you know, yeah, finding out that... Yeah, those big things. Yeah, that, that this, you know, lineage with him just doesn't die with Henry. So now he has another, like a side quest to go on now. Besides just getting Henry fixed or, yeah. you know, figured out, he has to go off and look for his sister. So I'm going to go an eight. You're going to go 7.5. I want to remind everybody to tune in again next week when we go over the chapter 24 of AMC's Into the Badlands. But with that being said, I'm your host, Dustin P. And on behalf of Genius McGee, I'm going to get on this ladder. <laughs>